Hello there and welcome to EarthArts Boombox and Last Minute Continues Game of the Year Awards 2019. We did this last year and I have invited my guests back to help me again decide this year's greatest games. So we do have a Turbo. Hello there. And a Shadow Fox. Ahoy hoy. And yeah, I've managed to find people that have actually played five games this year because it was actually kind of difficult. Um, we will be rather busy catching up I think yeah it's uh, I mean the, the games that I've played it's a mixture of like both new and re-released so I'm kind of cheating yeah. with some of them <laughs> I I ended up going pretty much back to games that got mo most, of, most of the games that were updates this year and were, and were worth playing again or mm. something like that yeah, there was actually one game, and I'm going to say it now, Slay the Spire, which I would have put on my list if it wasn't released November 2018. Uh, uh, 17. Barely out. Sorry. The... Yeah. Just, ah. Also, just to, just to preface, this is, this is the game of the year of the games we've played this year, because I certainly know that there are many games that would be on my list if I had <laughs> the time or money at certain times of the year to play it. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, so one of the pre pre prerequisites for this is that we have to have played the game, because otherwise how do we know it's worth being Game of the Year, I guess. Um, I'm going to assume none of us have played Red Dead Redemption 2? Nope. Nope. Nope, so that's off the list, so we're sorry. We know that's pretty much been universally agreed as the best game of the year, but none of us uh, have played it. Not quite. Just basically, yeah, basically for this podcast, don't expect the the major AAA sellers to be on all of our lists because that's not going to uh, happen. There's at least two on mine. I'm going to say that. Um, although, there's, admittedly, there's least, I've got a couple of high class games on it. Yeah. So let's get started. This year, we're going to go in the order of Turbo, Shadow Fox, and then myself. I don't know why I keep going last, but eh, it stops. You got to go first next year. Yeah, we'll do that next year. <laughs> yeah, it is it is your show after all. This is true, but I kind of like going last because that leaves, and it leaves me to uh, ponder everyone else's. Um, a few rules, um, as I said, you have to play it, and I have excluded any games I've worked on this year, which have been Strange Brigade, Battlezone, Battlezone Combat Commander, and Arcus Path VR. Surprisingly, um, most of the games by Rebellion. <laughs> um, I wonder why. <laughs> um, so let's get started with number five. Yeah, for my fifth entry uh, into the top top five of uh, 2018 games, um, <clears throat> it was uh, a remaster of a game that I actually enjoyed back in the day, and it, it was a long-awaited remaster for this one because... Um, you know, the series as a whole has been pretty much on the back burner for the longest time, and I'm glad it finally came out uh, in um, in uh, March of this year, uh, this year earlier this year, and that was uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered. Oh. Uh, Burnout Paradise obviously is an open world. It was the, like the first open world uh, entry in the Burnout franchise. Uh, and frankly, it was pretty much the only uh, like burnout game for the longest time until 
they released that uh, very piss poor um, game on digital download. I think it was like Burnout Crash. I think they called it. Um, I can't remember that game existing, I, so that was yeah. how well it did. I'm trying to remember if Burnout, because I remember. No, yeah, you're right. It was, wasn't it? Because I was, I, was, I was trying to think. I thought there was one after that. There was, there was like another major release after that, but I actually don't think there was. No, because uh, the the team uh, Criterion uh, went on to focus their uh, well, EA made them focus their efforts on the uh, Need for Speed franchise, and they started making uh, their their version of Most Wanted uh, to start. And then Need for Speed has died, hasn't it? Well, there wasn't a Need for Speed game this year, was there? Not this year, I don't think so, no. No, I don't think there was. No, actually, no, I lied. It's Payback. Oh. Yeah, I think Payback I was this year. <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, Burnout but, Par- but yeah, Burnout, Burnout Paradise. Oh, love that game. Love playing through that game. Uh, picked up the PS4 version, got the Platinum for it, and you know, it was uh, uh, amazing to relive that uh amazing open world game and i'm not big on open world games and especially racers for that matter but uh no paradise just after because i i played burnout paradise on the 360 after i played the 360 version of uh, revenge for the longest time and uh yeah it's just you know it was just fun it was just overall fun and that's why i missed um uh, from not only from the Burnout series, but also like um, uh, racing games in general, because usually, you know, my my racing tastes tends to be either that or something like uh, a Mario Kart, a la Mario Kart, like um, the Sonic and All Stars racing series. Burnout Paradise definitely had quite a big reach and broad appeal compared to your typical races. I think it's. Th- I think you just. Uh, I think you're kind of more attracted to the arcadey style. Yeah, races. yeah. I, I, I I'm more of an arcade racer rather than a simulation one. So, so every console, what, what the major consoles they've got there, as you got your Forza and your Gran Turismo, and then for like your realistic races, and then after that you've got pretty much everything else for the arcadey one. You need for speed, your burnouts, your yeah, kart races, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was the my number five. Uh, very underrated, very overlooked. Uh, uh, the re-release remaster of Burnout Paradise. There. Also, that one actually did, that one did completely miss me by. I was not aware that was a thing that came out this year. Uh-huh. I I remember hearing about it and then completely forgot it came out. Well, there you go. It's like you need to pay more attention to all these little small releases that come out every so often. And I'm sure there's going to be a couple more from my list that you're probably going to think, oh my god, that came out this year? So, yeah. Maybe. I, I try and keep a fairly comprehensive list for stuff like this. So go on, Shadowfox, what are you up to? Yeah. My turn then. Okay. So I debated what would be the number five out of like the six games I played this year. And I was going to give it to uh, Fighting Herds, but I realised I technically can't because while it released this year in February, that was still early access and it hasn't come out of that yet. I'm fine with you putting early access releases on as long as you don't put them on again when they come to full release. (laughs) 
I mean, the game has the game. The, the, it has like a full roster of characters, a whole six of them. But at least, but they are of a different uh, <laughs> variety. Okay, we'll, we'll go with it then. Well, it's probably one of the. It's, the I played it more than my other game anyway. So, but yeah, them's fighting herds was it was a it was a fighting game that I, I think it was like five or six years ago that it was first initially touted or something, and then it kind of got stuck in one of those development issues where because it was actually an entirely different game <laughs> which got hit by a cease and desist by Hasbro <laughs> it I being... wonder what that was on <laughs> yes I mean with a game called Them's Fighting Herds it might be slightly obvious that maybe you aren't playing as standard characters and maybe of the four legged variety <laughs> which makes it for something of a different uh, fighting game because like as I said there's only, like, there's only like six characters in it but each of them like shows a different like archetype of fighting game character. So you got your grappler, your projectile, your stuff like that. And I mean, obviously, again, it's an indie it's an indie game, so the music is absolutely stellar, and it it has one of those really like awesome uh, musical systems where depending on what's going on, the musical kind of change. Like uh, you remembered. Um, so I remember you mentioned it to me, yeah, was it a Punch-Out for the Wii, I want to say it was, where it's like the main theme was, like the, the fighting theme was just the main theme, but with a different spin on it for each oh, yeah. character. It, it was kind of, um, they did it in kind of the different countries' regional music tastes and stuff, so Glass Joe's was in very much a, um, oh, the Marseille uh, kind of style, whereas... Um, uh, Soda Popinski's is in Russian chanting style. Yeah. Well, so this so fighting herds takes it to the next level where, at, like, when you start fighting, you, the music is and is like it's the stage music, so it generally leads more towards the character it's like the stage represents, but it's a more neutral version. But mm. as the fight goes on, if you start doing really well on the fight, the music turns as the fight as the fight is going. The music turns towards the winner so if you're playing as arizona the standard like cowgirl grappler you start getting a you start hearing a cowbell obviously you, you kind of get a regular guitar going on kind of thing like an old westerny sometimes but like a rock western kind of style of music if oleander the goth um unicorn thing starts winning you get <laughs> like a you get like a, a gothic orchestral kind of thing going on and it's it's just a really I mean I love that system. It's the music is hyping your battle for you. There was but, there's uh, another game that I remember that had like a really interesting music system, but that's that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the entire game it, it's a it's a standard two D fighter with with mechanics that work really well. It's it's like a small but simple, fun little, uh, fun little game if you enjoy the fighting game and I really, I really look forward to when it comes out like properly and it has the full story mode and everything in it but I think at this point they have at least finished all the animations because I think in back in February there was still a lot of um like scribbled animate like um, animation frames in there <laughs> been, would have been interesting to see oh, fair enough <laughs> yes yeah, so I'll put that one there as number five it was a fun game so and sets of a bit of a theme in my uh <laughs> Top five. <laughs> yeah, I kind of already know what your theme is, but we'll leave people guessing until the end. Uh, I'm actually going to be kind of siding with Turbo on this one, and that mine's also a HD remake. 
Um, but mine has had a little bit, had to have a little bit more work done to it because it's a PS1 remake. And Yours that was is put even further on the back burner. <laughs> yeah. So this is the Spyro Reignited trilogy. Um, now, last year I believe I had the Crash Insane trilogy, and that was quite high. This one falls slightly lower, definitely than Crash, because it was certainly nowhere near as polished and. There's a few bits that were a bit iffy. I had quite a lot of bugs with the game. But it was still very enjoyable. It does look beautiful. Um, the reimagined levels have had a lot of effort put into them. And certainly I can't blame them for that. Um, but I, I barreled through the games in about a week. Thoroughly enjoyed my time, but it didn't quite hit the same spark as Crash. But it's still, I would highly recommend it. Uh, if you've never played it before... Go and have a shot of this. It's fairly cheap for considering how much game time you get out of it. Um, Three in one, don't you? Yeah, essentially. Um, I don't know if either of you guys played the original. Oh, the original, yeah. I spent. I think I my first like proper console after the. I got Mega Drive, then it went straight to PlayStation, and so Crash and Spyro were mainstays on that console. How about you, Turbo? No, I was. Uh, I went to Nintendo myself uh, uh, after the Mega. Well, like after the Dreamcast and whatnot. So, uh, no, <clears throat> so I kind of like skipped on pretty much the PlayStation era. I mean, I mean, I only play. I only kind of like uh, experienced certain PlayStation games, particularly that of the Resident Evil series, more so than anything else. Um, mm. As an outsider looking in. Kind of like thing. Uh, I, I will say that for me, Spyro is definitely one of the few games that I can say is if you've got kids, this is the game to get them more than anything. Well, if you have a PS4 or Xbox One, I guess. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is my recommendation. Spyro, the Reignited Trilogy, would recommend it. Not, not sure if I'd recommend it over Crash, though. I think I'd recommend Crash first. With Crash, is slightly just. Does Spyro have a slightly just a hitbox like Crash did? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. No one's noticed yet. <laughs> no one, no cool. one's complained about slipping off edges on. <laughs> oh no, people have, but that's partially other things. The, uh, Spyro Reunited is a lot more buggy than Crash. I had one rather nasty one where I had an entire invisible rock blocking the entrance to a level. Oh dear. So... <laughs> Yeah, but yes, on to number four, Turbo. Yeah, uh, my fourth entry uh, entry in my games of 2018. Uh, it's gonna be a fighting game. Uh, myself here, and uh, I've actually played a, a number of fighting games actually this year. Uh, though one actually came out last year, and it got re- uh, released on a system that I actually wanted to play it on. But I'm not gonna include that one. I'm gonna go for the one that actually did come out this year. For all formats, and that was uh, of the uh, a very uh, lucrative kind of like crossover fighting game that uh, you know was yeah it, it got a fair amount of buzz to it you know it wasn't that popular and whatnot. Wait, hold on a second. You you guys thought I was gonna say Smash Brothers, right? Nah, no, not after nah. you. Not after you said it was coming to all formats. <laughs> yeah, that was a kind of a deal breaker there. <laughs> yeah, now nah, I mean, uh, I was gonna talk about uh, Blast Blue Cross Tag Battle. 
yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, what you said the, all formats, the fighting game, the two-on-two fighting game, where uh, it crosses over the the worlds of uh, Persona Four Arena, uh, Blast Blue, uh, Ruby, and uh, oh, the last one. Uh, it's like franchise none of us knew until yeah it's like uh, yeah. it's like something night i think i think it's like yeah that sounds about right all right so somewhere around that but uh, i, was gonna, I, was gonna say, I, the I t- could name the, the other the three easily much, but that one nah like, the, title, the title of the game pretty much tells you everything you need to know about the game <laughs> yeah all right but no um uh i picked this up on switch uh, myself and uh, i was really intrigued in it because i, I was invested to at least to you know half of the roster um of characters for it uh, being out of the persona arena side and the ruby side because i have played uh persona 4 arena and arena ultimax uh beforehand so i i'm kind of uh, familiar with the uh, arc system works and their you know gameplay style and their you know design uh, character designs um for their animations and whatnot which are really good um but yeah, in yeah, terms of like the fighting, yeah, it's uh, it's easy to learn, difficult to master, and by God, is that the case online, <laughs> where I got my ass handed multiple times. I think, uh, I think that's the thing with a lot of fighting games. Where it's like you can pick <laughs> yeah. it up, you can button mash, pretty much figure out half the things, but try to take that shit online, and you're gonna get yourself put in a box. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, yeah, no, I had overall, I did actually have a good good time with it. I did enjoy the single player uh, campaign. With it, with the the four stories uh, intertwining and whatnot, um, and yeah, it's definitely a fighter that uh, I feel I feel as though it's it over time it's gotta get over overlooked, um, uh, with um, you know the future like fighting titles uh, being released uh, or being updated for you know the tournament scene and whatnot. So, well, I mean. This game did very well this year because this game actually beat out Marvel vs. Capcom Ultimate at e- for, for a spot on the main stage at Evo this year. Yeah, you mean Infinite. <laughs> Infinite, sorry, that's yeah. one, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, that's, I was going to say, if it beat Ultimate, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Ultimate, I'd be like, wow, really? Infinite? No, okay. I didn't even know there was an <laughs> Ultimate in Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> uh, Marvel vs. 3... Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate, I thought he meant. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. aye, aye. No, I mean, the, yeah, sorry, I meant the uh, the new one that did slightly less well so than they hoped. <laughs> yeah, with, with, their special, with their special collector's edition uh, Infinity Eggs. <sighs> yeah. It, it could be worse. It could be a not bag you promised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, but no, back to Blood. Blast Blue, uh, Cross Tag Battle. Yeah, really good game. Really, um, if you're looking for a fighter that has uh, real cool spectacle effects uh, and character design and uh, uh, overall, like a decent fighting engine, go grab it. It's awesome game. Arc Systems don't. Do oh, yeah. They, they, they cannot do you wrong unless they try to lock out an entire roster of characters and yeah, be a bit... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, only, yeah. Only, only give you I, I, because originally the 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 controversy was that you wouldn't get the full team of Team Ruby. You would only get uh, uh, Ruby, Ruby and Weiss as yeah. characters from the get go. But you would have to pay for uh, Yang and uh, I think Blake was pre-ordered Blake. DLC. Yeah, I. 
but uh, yeah, but, but, but no, eventually they rectified away, that like, and gave them as free downloads from the get go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still, like, but, there, still there, are other, there are other teams you can <laughs> do as DLC. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. But, but yeah, I mean, we, I know we played we played Blaze Blue at RTX. So <laughs> yeah, we played a few times at different conventions. I think. We have yeah. See, so it yeah, is, it is the, fun, I, but it's I struggle to get used to fighters. <laughs> so there's so many different fighters. You'll remember the button. You'll remember like, is it a two button, a four button, a six button? Is it? <laughs> it's like, what kind of fighter is it? Cool. Yeah. So that's my number four there. All right. Uh, so that means my number four is next. Yep. So this one was a game that came out at the beginning of the year. And I know that you and me, Josh, had a lot of fun with it with another friend of ours. And uh, it might be a bit of a surprise to hear that it's a Metal Gear title. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Metal Gear Survive came out this year. I completely forgot about that. I know. We, we spent like three months on that game, I think, about. I think a lot of people are going to have your head for allowing, even suggesting that it was at least a top five game of the year. Remember, well, top five I played this year. That is a very important part of this <laughs> conversation. If you've only played five games, it's gotta fit in there somewhere. To be fair, as I, mean, as I kind of agree that I know a lot of people hated it, but there the, are much worse games that came out this year. The problem was that people hated it not because it was a bad game, but because of all the stuff surrounding the game. And I will I will be the first to say that Konami's business practices yeah, um, they don't they don't sit well with me. But at the same time, to say that a game is terrible because of the company and not because of the individuals who worked on it is an insult to those individuals who worked on a game that was actually all right and actually rather fun I mean we certainly had fun I'm not I'm oh, not gonna deny I, that and I mean well I mean the game had a full on single player mode that lasted quite a while maybe like maybe not like a full length like 10 hours or so and considering how budget it was as well it was I mean, it reuses the Fox engine from Metal Gear Solid 5 which is a great engine uh, makes a few tweaks and it was a hard it was a game that was a it was a discount game, like thirty quid or thirty dollars, wasn't it? I so it for like twenty-five quid. Yeah, actually, I got it twenty-five. Uh, so the fact that it, the game is less than half price for a full like retail game, you got a full single-player scenario out of it. There's weekly, there was like weekly daily missions, the, and like the gameplay was actually uh, pretty solid. I mean, it's it a kind a of standard. Copy of five, wasn't it? Uh, very similar, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty much. As you'd expect from like a survival, like zombie survival game, in that you kind of you, you got to be quiet, you got to stealth around, you, you can craft bits and bobs. It, it's it kind of brought into that whole survival crafting thing, in like it says in the name. But I mean, we, like I said, there 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 were lots of nods it to the actual Metal Gear franchise. Like in the um, in the multiplayer, you can call in Metal Gears to help fight and clear off the waves of enemies. That that was cool. Like what like there's there's one mission that takes place at like an airfield and you can call in the Metal Gear and then basically the Shagohod just comes flying in off the screen and starts doing donuts over the airfield and then just bails out again after it's wiped everything out. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so again the actual game itself 
it's nothing spectacular, but again, like I said, I got like three months of entertainment out of that with two friends, like challenging ourselves and having some fun with goofy weapons, running around with massive sledgehammers with rockets on the back to propel them faster <laughs> to crush zombies. Little Walker gears. But yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's basically it's a mixture of like an asset flip of old of like all the old stuff that Konami had basically put a lot of money into with the engine and assets, but they made it but the people who worked on it actually made something that was fairly decent. So I so I haven't actually touched it in a long while though. I don't know if I don't even know if the servers are still up. <laughs> I they gotta be up for they, they can't cut the servers already. I I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people screamed about. I, it wouldn't have made my top five. It possibly would have sneaked in at six, maybe no, seven. I, I say, but it would I, never have made my top five. No, I say at the at the end of this, I do have like a full list of games that are just like other games this year that would have made the list and been in these top five if I had played them. So, <laughs> Metal Gear Survive would have definitely been pushed down, but. So it's be it as it is. This what this list is. <laughs> cool. So my number four is the one you probably thought um, Turbo was going to say: Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yay. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. This is just been an enjoyable title. Um, the reason it's kind of low on my list is just because there wasn't really anything that surprised me about it. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be: more Smash Smash Brothers kind of better refined I'm slightly disappointed a few things are missing where's my home run contest I would have liked the level fine. editor to be in there there's no home run there's no home run co- home oh, run what so it's like um, Mr. Sandbag is still in the game just in the <laughs> the, the testing period and whatnot uh, testing area is that for online because I've not done that yet uh, it's it's in if you can if you want to configure the button controls what not? Oh yeah. Yeah, no, you can yeah, pun- you can punch uh, 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 Mr. Sandbag in that. So. No. But yeah, um, the World of Light was good. I still prefer the Subspace Emissary myself, but that's a personal preference uh, more than anything. I the one thing I really like is the individual uh, layouts for the arcade modes for every character. Um, that was really nice, but. Overall, it's just an enjoyable game. I think I'll get a lot of mileage out of it. Um, just it—it it wasn't. There was nothing really that made me wonder and surprise and go ah oh, because I kind of already knew everything. I'd say the one thing that was maybe disappointing was everything got revealed beforehand. Um, there was no extra characters other than DLC characters, obviously. Um, so there's, there's still a few surprises to be had there with who they pull in <laughs> yeah quite possibly so yeah my number four uh smash brothers ultimate definitely worth it um just low because i kind of already knew what i was getting no no real surprises with it nintendo pretty much they got it on lockdown with the smash brothers series now they know exactly what they're doing they yeah, they, they know what characters to put in <laughs> they know who's who, they know who the hype makers are Still, did not see Joker coming a mile off. <laughs> no, I was actually I was watching uh, like uh, the Game Awards on the second screen, and I saw Persona on there, and I was like, "Oh yeah, so there's probably something." That, and like the envelope there, and I was like, "Ah, 
<laughs> was not expecting that. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, by the time this has come out, um, the Smash Brothers episode with me, Turbo, and uh, uh, the British Andy will already be out. I hope so. I'm, I'm still expecting... I genuinely think um, your number one will be on that list. Oh, I, I hope so. I hope I do I, hope I, so I on really that. Do. Oh, so... What's it? We're talking about quickly about Ultimate. Who do you want in it? Who do you want to be in that last batch of DLC characters? You'll have to listen you, to, the have to, listen to the oh, podcast. You'll have to listen to the podcast, yes. <laughs> We're not going to spoil okay. on this one. Uh, number three, then. Yeah, uh, well, I was going to f- s- go right into following up your number four with my number three, which is Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um <laughs> Hey. ironically enough you've pretty much nailed the majority on the head i've been enjoying it i've been playing through world of light for over 30 hours um i've uh deviled in uh, some of the other single player stuff uh, as well i've unlocked all the characters i've loved uh playing uh through it um and of course i i plan on getting more out of it with the you know going online just need to get myself a LAN adapter for uh the online modes and whatnot because i need to i i want to have as stable as connection as possible when playing this game <laughs> i mean game. from what i've heard that's not gonna help though <laughs> it's still a pretty yeah well well hopefully nintendo will obviously have their i mean from what i've heard from certain reviews and stuff like that off the online it's decent enough you know um, yeah i think it's it's the pro nintendo... players that are a bit yeah uh, you gotta have obviously pro players that are gonna be absolutely manic and absolutely gonna like, dominate you but that th- but that's a given with me but i'm i'm talking about like with friends like yourself uh josh and uh yeah yeah if i could be bothered to pay for nintendo's online service yeah <laughs> so, so, so i've I, I heard some issues with the online that when you try to play online you basically choose what kind of game mode you want to play as and then it just randomly you with a bunch yeah, of it's like well, that's well, that's what kind of uh, other fighter games in the past have done, where you're given like a filter system, and you're just like, okay, I want to do this, this, and this, but the game will try its best to give you that scenario, but uh, but it might take too long for that to happen. So, so the best thing I'll to be do fair, to Smash keep the flow going is to just put you into a match that will, you know, be of someone else's choosing, and then you know, be a part of that. Yeah. yeah, Smash hasn't been out that long, so Nintendo have time to refine that. Yeah, gonna, yeah, there'll be plenty of updates coming a lot uh, along the way to you know refine it a bit more. But overall, the base the base game at the moment is worth the value. It is definitely yeah. worth the value. It's like with all that with that large roster of characters and the amount of hours that I've gotten out of it already, out of just the single player content alone is worth it and i definitely would say it'd be worth putting it on my list at number three at least because there are two other games i had more enjoyment than uh, ultimate at the moment and they'll be coming up very shortly there's one thing that i do really love is the fact that just because of the nature of the switch you've just basically got a two-player game of smash ready at any time yeah yes that is very useful yeah i was gonna say it's the it's the ultimate uh um you know Kind of like a decision maker, essentially. <laughs> you just have it on the go, and it's someone's, uh, and and then you're at a coffee shop or something like that, and you and another person is uh, fighting over the last bagel, 
at the coffee shop. So it's like you just bust out your switch, and it's like you want to sell this and smash. It's like, and then while you do that, someone else nicks. Yeah, the person off the person off in the little hiding spot on the stage is just waiting. Oh dear. So yeah, Nintendo, you make great games, but. Their online, their online stuff does need a little bit of work. That's like the one place yeah. where they seem to have the most trouble. But it's also the thing they have less experience than the other guys. Yeah. Even, so. Even though, well, you say less experience. They've been doing it since the DS. But it's just they they don't have the best infrastructure for its online uh, division at the moment. They, need still, they still need to get some experts in there to <laughs> properly work it out. But anyway, that was my number three, Smash Ultimate. Uh, Shadow uh, Fox, what's yours? Yeah, uh, another fighter that came out this year. <laughs> there, this was a this, this was a good year for fighters apparently because my list has one more in it after this. And I was like, this is another one which, uh, again, people were when this came out, people were looking at it and I'm looking at the uh, Marvel game that came out and they were like oh yeah this is definitely the better version of this style of tag team game and that is Dragon Ball Fighters or Fighter Z however you meant to uh, pronounce that one yeah I, I'm I, I was the same with me it's like um, it was a toss up between Blast Blue and Dragon Ball Z uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Fighters um, <laughs> because I got that on Switch as well but uh, for me it was uh you know, Blast Blue. I I enjoyed that more, even though I'm a big, massive Dragon Ball fan, uh, and I can totally commend its uh, fighting engine and whatnot, and how well it is. Um, it just it just it's like number six on my it's, list. It's, it's, it's like barely, barely in the top five. Um, I just yeah, there was just too many good games I played this year. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's another Arxis, isn't it? Yes. So... Yeah. Yeah. It's a good year for them as well. Yeah, it is, yeah. It was a very good year for them, actually. So, yeah, again, this was another game that, re- that sort of replaced Marvel Evo because if you wanted a tag team fighter, you the Dragon Ball had all the characters. Every character you loved was pretty much in there and a bunch of other characters who you didn't know if you didn't follow the show. Like, after, like cause they, there's some super characters in there as well, Dragon Ball super characters, who I'm not the most knowledgeable with that stuff. But you know, a little bit of googling helped me there. But no, I mean, it it's it's high, it's fast-paced action. It's your tag team fighter. If you ever played like Marvel versus Capcom, any of them, you pretty much that's what this game is like. Except you've got Z fighters, which means everyone is shooting laser beams and like disappearing around the stage. So it's even faster than those games. It. I played one match with uh, Pete. Uh, Phoenix Pete, and we was because there's a mode where you can play with six people, and each person takes one of the tag like tag characters, and uh, we all picked the Ginyu Force, which, if you're aware of Dragon Ball, is a collection of five fighters, and so now imagine three people on each side tagging in, tagging out, calling in assists from each other, calling in the other members of the team, and we had this one moment where we like two people couldn't figure out who they were and both called in a super which called in two other people from the team at the same time at the same t- like, at the same time so there's like these six characters on screen all doing loop-de-loops and firing beams and no one knows what's going on 
but it is a spectacle of a fight and i mean it it looks and feels and plays amazing it's just a good game <laughs> a good fighter totally agree on that i i've sadly not got round to playing this one it's one i want to i'm not particularly up on my dragon ball um stuff but i yeah i just wanted to try it really Cool. So, my number three is a PlayStation exclusive game. Um, and probably one of the more popular ones, based on a comic book. Spider-Man. Which, oh, um, yeah. yeah. I kind of went into this one not really knowing what to expect, because I've actually never played any of the older Spider-Man games. And um, I quite enjoyed this. Um, I actually played it mostly while I was really ill. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, but um, I didn't didn't really know what to get going in. I went into it and basically was just thoroughly enjoyed it. The controls are really good. Um, I had some slight hiccups at the start mixing it up with the Arkham series because it feels very similar to that. Um, but you have a lot more freedom about uh, with Spider-Man's web swinging abilities and kind of he has much better mobility than Batman does. Batman kind yeah. of has to get somewhere, stop, and then do something. Spider-Man lets you kind of flow into everything a bit better if you can get good at it. It's a different style of heroes. But yeah. No, yeah I, I'll say, that since Arkham, Arkham has pretty, pretty much gave you the, gave, like, the blueprint of what to do for these kind of like fight, like character action games. Actually, I guess they're sort of like Eastern character action games. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit. But, now, well, again, well being that this one's done by Insomniac, who have had their massive uh, run with their uh, infamous series and um, uh, most uh, before this one, uh, Sunset Overdrive on Xbox. Oh, oh yeah. So they and also they've got a fair amount of experience with Ratchet and Clank as well. Oh yeah, which is I, a little bit different, but um, actually you can you can tell there's some influence from all of those bits. Um, the cartoony humor is definitely in there. Um, the only real gripe I have about this game, which stops it from being higher, is the main storyline is really well written, but you will spend so much more of your time doing side missions. And I actually got advised by someone to make sure I did all of the side missions as soon as they appeared, because if you leave them to the end, it's just a massive chore. Whereas what was nice about doing them as they come up is the story missions kind of separated out them you do also play as other characters in it other than Spider-Man and those bits are a bit weak um, but I thoroughly enjoyed the game I don't know if I got as many of the references as maybe a hardcore fan will but it was very well designed and I would highly recommend it um, but would also give you the vice of probably do a lot of the side missions as and when you get them just because A, it's your main upgrading route stuff and B, yeah I can imagine if you leave them all to the end it's just even doing them when they came up um, there were big sections where they just became a bit of a chore because there's so many side missions to do and not all of them are the most fun but still brilliant time had um, this was actually a gift from someone so I have to thank them on that one uh, so uh, <laughs> Thank you, Matt, for that one. 
So yes, Spider-Man is my number three. So moving on up then. Yeah. Number two. Yeah, on to number two. And uh, uh, with myself, uh, I'm kind of cheating with this one because it... Technically, it's two games, but they've been really, they have been released as one, so I'm going to bundle them as one. And the Spyro Reignited Trilogy on here. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, of course. But th- this, this is something that is separated into two games, and they are based on two different games and whatnot, but they have been bundled into one. And uh, they're actually kind of like follow-ups from another game that I've played before on the Vita, uh, but they've coming up, coming out on, or they've all come out on the PS4, and that's oh, with right. uh, Persona Four, uh, Persona Three and Five Endless Night Collection, or to separate the two, Persona Three Dancing in Star, uh, Dancing in Moonlight, and Persona Five Dancing in Starlight. Um, Is this a Sailor Moon crossover? <laughs> I wish it was, but no, uh, no. Um, uh, these are obviously successors to the uh, Persona Four Dancing All Night game that came out on Vita uh, quite a while ago. I think it was like 2014, 15, roughly around that time. And that sounds about right. Yeah, and it, it was kind of like a, a side story that kind of like followed up from the events of the original Persona Four, um, and. Um, but uh, the, in this this time around, it's involving the cast of both the Persona Three um, characters and the Persona Five characters. Um, the uh, it, it's basically the same dancing game mechanic that they had in the previous games, but it just adds uh, they streamlined it a little bit. Where um, in the in the fourth game, you had to get earn or win money by playing the uh, the songs and then use that money to buy uh, costumes and stuff like that whilst this time around uh you actually it's like in-game achievements essentially to unlock uh, scenarios and then when you play through those scenarios which is just dialogue uh kind of like cutscenes as such uh to a certain degree um you get uh, rewarded with um either items or modifiers to change change the game up and stuff like that um but no uh being a big rhythm game fanatic obviously i i've uh i enjoyed persona 4 even its you know flaws and persona 3 and 5 uh, uh games uh were um uh, you know great to go through and it was it was funny how both of the both persona 3 uh, Dancing in Moonlight and Persona 5 Dancing in Starlight uh, have an intertwining kind of like story to them because in certain elements they kind of they kind of hint at uh, talking about the other protagonists uh, in the other game in certain scenarios um, and which is kind of fun uh, knowing that that's happening and whatnot and it and it, it it it's overall just fun. It's a it's a fun rhythm game. It's got to be bogged down by obviously all of, all of this. Uh, it, well, it kind of has been um, bogged down by all of, uh, this year's um, you know major releases and stuff like that. But um, no, with uh, I, I obviously my recommendation is that if you were you know wanting to get this, I would highly recommend getting the. Um, 
uh, Persona 3 and 5 Endless Night Collection, which gets you both games as well as a digital download code for Persona 4 um, Dancing All Night on the PS4. Meaning that you can get three Platinums <laughs> from three games in quite, quite an easy time. So essentially it's almost like, uh, like the Crash Insane Trilogy and the uh, Spiral Reignited Trilogy where you got three games. Uh, a bit more expensive. <laughs> yeah, aye. For but um, it's it's not as cheap as those games <laughs> because um, they actually they actually are well two of them are actually new games and uh, one of them is a re-release of a newer game that only came out like three or uh, four three or four years ago. So I didn't realize they re-released um, Persona Four one. Uh, so actually, I might go for that if I when I get the chance. Yeah, aye, it's definitely a pickup uh, if you love your yeah, rhythm stuff. games. Uh, definitely give that whole collection a try it's well, uh, i'm quite really a fan fun. of the persona series anyway so that helps me uh but yeah i actually tried one of them i think five at uh, egx um is that the main game or the dancing game the dancing game all oh, right no, I, i've played five main game platinum from last year game. yeah yeah um, that was my number one last year wasn't it oh yeah it probably is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But no, I, I, I want to get it, but it's unfortunately had to be a bit on the back burner because I've had, I've been busy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're a busy man. <laughs> but yeah, that was my number two. All done. All right. Okay, so my number two was chapter one in the tale. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know what this is. <laughs> yeah, you figured that one out. <laughs> yeah. I won't beat about it which then it was Deltarune now anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge fan of Undertale just generally everything about that game was fantastic and Deltarune looks like it It was I think it, there's a lot of like work in there that was like basically stuff that wasn't put in Undertale that was instead put into this because it's like they aren't they aren't related games other than that they share a lot of characters even ide- ideologies as well, and kind of art well, style is definitely similar. Oh, the art style, absolutely. So you're saying that it's like the Majora's Mask of uh, the indie scene, essentially, it's, where it's like it's, it's a different gameplay style. So, but it's still yeah, reusing like uh, assets of. No, no, no. Every, everything's pretty much all the assets are remade from scratch. It, it's it, just it, it, familiar like, style. It's like there, there are a few like characters. In from Undertale, like you get, to, you, you see Undyne, you see Sans, and their sprites are are mostly unchanged. But there is there's a lot of a lot of new stuff in there. In yeah. fact, it's like ninety eight percent new stuff. <laughs> it's like the, like those character sprites, are like the only things that exist. Everything else there, like enemies, because what's great is you start off the game, you press the start button, and the HUD is exact, like the, the menu is exactly the same as Undertale. Then you get into the actual game, and now the game is changed entirely. It the, and but in it, again, there is so much attention to detail, like because now it's a party system. You're not an individual, so the the combat is a case of you can like queue up things, so you know that if you can do a certain attack on this turn that makes the enemy weak or tired, you can then spare him with the second party member, and then you, so basically you get to double up on turns 
and so there's a, there's a bunch of new mechanics in there as well like and while in the first game it was like your actions have consequence in this game it's it seems to be more of like a story and a tale where the things you do change little things in the world but like the only the only thing that changes if you have a good end or a bad end it's not even really a bad end is if you hurt is if you basically beat up one dude you can beat up everyone in the game and but only as long as it's not that one dude and you'll still get the good ending because why not <laughs> but, yeah, but again like the attention the music is i mean it's toby fox you, you've seen the amount of undertale remixes there are since Undertale came out, and Deltarune is absolutely no different. The, the soundtrack is amazing. I I bought that because because uh, Deltarune was free. It came out on Halloween, like it hadn't even been a week since Red Dead had been out at this point, and he just went, "Here's a free game. You can buy the soundtrack if you want." So I did. <laughs> to be fair, it's kind of the first, like you said, it's the first chapter. So we, I think we're ex- expecting to pay for the rest of the game. But I, I I would pay for the rest of the game. I would have paid for that. It was great. I'm sitting there. That uh, I was like, I sat down and like, yeah. He was like, yeah. This is a little survey thing. And I'm like, okay. So I'll sit down. I'll play it. Okay. Character creator. That's okay. Okay. That was whatever. And now we're doing this little thing. We're at the thing. And now the game would start. But I'm assuming this is a demo, so it's not. No. Okay. So we're playing. We're playing a game. Be the game. Okay. Oh, this is different. This is nice. Carry on. So when does this demo end? Oh, it's got to end here, right? No. No, it's got to end here. <laughs> No? Oh, it's three hours. The game is still on. Am I still going? Four hours? Okay, there we go. Four hours, and finally the game ended. And I was like, this wasn't a demo. This was, like, actually a game. And there's still <laughs> was... more to go back and find. I was going to say, it's definitely uh, totally shits all over uh, what Cold Case uh, uh, investigations uh, tried to do. With its episodic release schedule, where it got to, it did episode one, and has not released an episode following up from it afterwards. I mean, that's been like what two, three years now. So, to be to, to be fair, we could be in the same situation here. This was everything that Toby had done, and this was kind of like his little test to see, like, do you want more of this? Which, of course, everyone just replied, "Yes, of course we do. <laughs> this is awesome." But yeah, but like the the amount of like details again, and like the bits that he's obviously put into the code that do cool things. And if you go all the way back to the very beginning, after reaching like the final screen, there's a little safe point that says the power of backtracking uh, powers you, or something. I can't remember. The, the, the power of backtracking shines within you. That shining within you is the new determination. So like when you meet up with one of your party members, it says the power of mean girls. Uh, shines within you. Yeah, but yeah, like, again, the small details. Like if you try to if you try to equip things to different characters, they will have little quips. They'll say it different things. But if you try and take one of the things away from a character without giving them something in return, they go, "No, this is mine. I'm keeping it." <laughs> so you have to give them something <laughs> in order to get the good items off them. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it. It's it goes it's gone taking the it's like single player Undertale thing to a party based thing, and I honestly really look forward to seeing more from this. Hopefully, he does do more. <laughs> yeah, I, this one jumped off the bottom of my list just because I, I as much as I really enjoyed it, I played it once. I've yet to go back to it just because I haven't had time. Um, 
but I really hope we get the full version of it at some point. I suspect it will take a while. Yeah, so like everything there was what is already done, so it would basically be a full game creation cycle. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, sticking with the indie theme, my number two is an indie game that was technically released on early access, I think, last year, but I didn't play it until its full release, uh, and that is Dead Cells. Um, Dead Cells is a um, 2D Metroidvania-ish uh, actually no, it's probably more like Mega Man Zero style randomly generated dungeon crawler. Um, roguelike. Yeah, it's a roguelike. Um, but what's quite nice is one of the things I really like about it is that it's very much down to your skill as to whether um, you succeed or not. But what's quite interesting is the game gives you multiple paths and those multiple paths give you different bosses to fight. So depending on what equipment you get you can decide to go and fight one boss or another depending on which you're more comfortable with and I finished the game kind of expects you to go through it multiple times anyway um, even once you finish the main boss um, it then gives you the ability to fight other stuff within the levels that you wouldn't normally do at the expense of making everything harder um, there's loads of stuff to unlock. Um, you can find blueprints as you go through the dungeon. But everything's so kind of basic, and yet there's so much depth to it. Um, it's one of those easy-to-learn part master games, I suppose. But there, there's just so many different little bits. You have three stacks you can upgrade. All the different... You can equip two different weapons and two different kind of traps slash uh, bonus kind of thrown weapons. Um, and knowing which ones combo well with each other, making sure that, say, like your bomb that sets people on fire is good, because then you can hit them with your sword that does extra damage to people that are on fire, that kind of stuff. Um, and there are so many items. Sure, you can have a bad run, but generally I can get quite far in the game. The final boss is an absolute tough nut, but I've only beaten him once so far. But thoroughly enjoyable it's um reasonably it's very reasonably priced you'll definitely get your time out of it um but yeah dead cells i believe it's available on steam and playstation 4 i th and definitely available on switch i think it's available on xbox one now as well um just beware it will kick your butt and until you get used to the bosses the bosses will wipe the floor with you <laughs> um the the last two are still if I don't have the right setup, kiss my butt goodbye, basically. So yeah, Dead Cells is my number two. Before we hit on number one, though, did you guys have any runners-up or disappointments of the year you wanted to name call? Um, one one runner-up I, I want to point out. It was a game that I've been waiting for for the longest time, and I only briefly played it a bit on my Switch um, uh, during during one of my journeys. Um, um, this year, and that was uh, Hover, uh, formerly known as Hover Revolt of Gamers, and uh, I basically was sold on the fact that because uh, Hideki Naganuma was doing a couple of tracks for the game, uh, as well he's done another track for another indie game of, uh, 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 what was it, Blaze Lethal League, uh, uh, you know, kind of like a fighting 
fighting game on the PC, but with you have to use a ball in order to make contact with your opponents. But um, but no, with Hover, it was like a, an open world, uh, well, an open world Jet Set Radio game essentially, where you you can skate inline skate around this uh, open area and whatnot. Just um, it took a wee while to get out, and uh, eventually my interest kind of just waned after a, little, a bit, and I just couldn't get invested into playing more of it. I did play a bit of it, and I did have some enjoyment out of it, but uh, I couldn't really put it in my top five. And it's like it's probably gonna be like uh, you know my seventh most played game. And yeah, another another game I want to give a shout out to is the 25th anniversary of Flashback. Um, uh basically i i I only had one room for one remaster here and it had to be burnout i have more fun with burnout but i do love me my flashback as well it's like and it was 25 years this year uh and it was great that it got a a nice little kind of like anniversary release for not only switch but also on ps4 and xbox as well so uh, speaking of 25 year uh re-releases uh night trap oh yeah Yeah, that's the one that everyone wanted to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I was say, if I, if I have some mentions. Uh, so, what Beat was going to be your number five? <laughs> I say, Beat Saber, pretty good. Uh, one of the highlights of the VR uh, year, along with VR Chat as well, which was a interesting, goofy experience to watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see what else came out this year. Um, Hitman 2 came out this year, pretty good. Uh, Detroit Become Human, interesting one. A third of a good game, which <laughs> is better third than David Cage game. normally performs. <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter World came out this year. Owl, Owl Boy came out. Um, uh, did I and watch Yaku- it this year? I think it did. Maybe it might have been a re-release or something. Yeah, I think it's Switch release came out this year. I think uh, okay. the performance came out earlier. I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of losing track with what year blends into what year at this point. <laughs> uh, the Yakuza team came out with Yakuza Six: A Song of Life and Fist of the North Star, which is not Yakuza, but is but the fact that Kenshiro and uh, Kiryu are voiced by the same person, and the fighting is pretty much the gameplay is pretty similar. <laughs> yes. I'm actually looking forward to their new game, the um, Attorney one. Yes, the other one set in the Yakuza universe that isn't Yakuza. <laughs> hey, they're branching out, can't blame them. No, I mean, they know what they can do, and they can do it really well. <laughs> and so, good up to them. No Man's Sky officially released this year as well. <laughs> and by that I mean the uh... next update came, so it left early access. <laughs> yeah, and it, it had uh, its Xbox release at least, so yeah. yeah. Oh, that is true, actually. So did Neural Automata, which I'm going to give a little bit of a shout out, even though I didn't play the Xbox version, I played the PS4 version, which is why it didn't make my list. It would have actually kicked Spyro off my list otherwise. Oh, wow. Um, however, I will say that I did have one game that was thoroughly disappointing, and that was Final Fantasy Dissidia NT. Uh, Final Fantasy's fighting game series, I loved the PSP games. This one just didn't do it justice. I can understand why it's a very good arcade game. Did not fare so well in the console port, unfortunately. A shame. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame because I did buy it. Um, but yeah, I just, I did not get enough enjoyment out of it. 
Oh, sorry. The reason I the game I'd like to bring up, but I want to see if it's any of your guys' number one first, because it was a pretty big deal. Okay, fair enough. We'll leave that to the end. Turbo, what is your game of the year? Well, my game of the year was actually, funnily enough, being mentioned earlier, because apparently uh, someone was just reading my mind and is also a big fan <laughs> of the studio that uh, yeah, he had to have to give an honourable mention to it. But me, I'm a more bigger fan of this game uh, than pretty much anyone in this room and uh, in this cyber room of uh, audio waves uh, being that my number one is that of Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise um, I am a huge Fist of the North Star fan if it wasn't for Fist of the North Star um, you know being aired back in the day late night on channel 4 uh that is one of those weird things that showed up on like TV. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those kind of like odd, odd time, you know, releases. Things like it, it just boggles the mind how like a, a, a channel like Channel Four got the the broadcasting rights to air this ultra violent anime <laughs> at late at night on on a Sunday night or something like that. It's ridiculous, but. Um, no, uh, if it wasn't for that, obviously I wouldn't have been a fan of the Fist and North Star series in general. And uh, no, I, I obviously have played other entries in the Fist and North Star series, including the Ken's Rage games, uh, one and two, that was done by uh, Techno Techno Koi, um, uh, or Koi Techno, whichever. I think it's Koi Techno. But um, I've got the box here for Dissidia NT. I can probably tell you. Yeah, it's, I think it's Koi Techno. Sounds right. Yeah, but um, yeah, with uh, what was it? The um, actually no, it's done by Omega Force. It was uh, the guys behind uh, Dynasty Warriors. So yeah, uh, those Ken Rage games. But no, with uh, Lost Paradise, when I heard the announcement that the 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 team Yakuza was working on this game. for a Japanese release, I was like, oh, damn it, I wish we would get, come on, just translate it, translate it, give it to us, please. And wouldn't you know it, they came out and delivered. Sega was, you know, great with, uh, you know, having the Yakuza guys, uh, not only, obviously, like in previous, uh, like previous Fist and North Star games, actually making it a little bit more violent uh, compared to the Japanese version, because that that's, that's always the weird thing. This is an ultra-violent, or well, it's close to an ultra-violent anime, but it's not as, but it's not portrayed that for its media in the home country that it's from. It's actually less violence, <laughs> to a certain degree. So they always make it more violent with the Western release. Um, but no, but. As violence aside, I actually liked how they incorporated the the base storyline of what Fist and North Star was all always about, and intertwine it in this new kind of like uh, universe in this game, uh, where they still have elements from the original story, uh, from the manga and uh, TV series and whatnot, um, and uh, incorporate a new storyline into it with the the uh, the Garden of Eden. Uh, or the city of Eden, as it's called in uh, this game, um, where you know Kenshiro goes to this place and he's trying to find Yuria, um, and uh, you know it's it's taking that base story of him trying to find his beloved, uh, but instead of going through the regular 
you know story that we've seen being adapted uh, adapted multiple times in the fe uh, fellow Ken Rage games I was talking about earlier. Uh, they just put in an, uh, an original concept and mix it in with the uh, you know the the source material essentially and it actually works and it has some really funny moments in it i can now understand why uh shadow fox here actually likes the yakuza games because it does have charm and personality uh, amongst yeah. the uh the you know the core story to it it's on my to-do list. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like the side missions are always absolutely hilarious as well. Yeah, I some of the I some of the st side stories were absolutely hilarious. I mean, the obviously Kenshiro becomes a uh, a hostess manager uh, in it, which is beyond. It's it's totally outside of his element. You know, because this is this is the epiphany of masculine kind of like a po uh, uh, post-apocalyptic uh, machismo. Uh, in, yeah. in in this franchise, in the Fist of North Star franchise, and he's a blooming hostess manager, <laughs> and it's hilarious. And he's he has other side stories with other side characters um, in, in the game. It's absolutely hilarious, and I absolutely love it. I put in and uh, I I put up uh, on my Twitter, uh, which you can follow me at TurboXLR, uh, where I posted my uh, my PlayStation Four life video, and. Ironically enough, I put in 125 hours, and it was the most played game I have ever played on the wow. PS4. Uh, second, was it tied with your number two? It was tied with my number two, but it, it does take the top spot. Funnily enough, um, yeah. tied to uh, what was it? Persona, uh, not Persona, uh, Project Diva X, I believe it was. But oh yes, yeah. But it goes to show you how much I loved playing Fist and North Star, um, Lost Paradise. Uh, the the side the side stories and doing all the all the side missions and whatnot and getting that platinum as well, which was absolutely uh, you know a, f a fun way a fun time going through that. Um, yeah, I I I can't say anything more about it. It's it's obviously I'm always off the wall when it comes to my number one game of the year uh, games. Although granted, the only time where I had something mainstream. As my number one was obviously Doom 2016, but no, uh, actually, did you have uh, Legend of Zelda? Oh yeah, actually, oh, okay, oh, fair, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough, okay. I'll give you that. Yeah, 2017 was Zelda as well, but no, this year, this time, this time around, boom! I am totally outside. I'm not with the crowd. I'm with this game, Fist of North Star: Lost Paradise. If you haven't played it, if you love Yakuza, if you like open world brawling games. Give it a shot. I'll say, I I've got to give props to like the Yakuza team and Sega because they they've started they, they they started releasing those Yakuza games out on PC as well. I'm so actually hoping no longer... they bring that Fist of North Star one to PC because I want to try it. I imagine they will. It's it's mm. nice. It's like it's no longer locked to the PlayStation. You, there's at least now options for people to play it in other ways. Ironically, that's one of the other games I wanted to play this year was another one that Sega did bring to PC, which is Valkyria Chronicles 4. Yet to play it, want to get round to it at some point. But no, I'm I'm fully up I'm fully up for you bringing some diversity to our top five list. Turbo. That's just me. Uh, well, well, to be fair, Shadow Fox did have them fighting herds at five. Yeah, nah. <laughs> it's very different. 
though. I, I think I know what your number different. one is, though, Shadow Fox. Yeah. Well, number one was uh, again more fighting games because this was my year of fighting games that I apparently because that was what I played mostly somehow. Uh, this one was a return to a series that was my fighting game of choice. Some people have their Street Fighters, they have their Tekkens. For me, it was always Soul Calibur. And this year, we got to see Soul Calibur 6 come out, which it's everything I could have wanted from it. Like, back in 2, we had the Weapon Master mode, and there's a new single-player mode in this game, which is, again, fantastic. There's, like, the whole story going on. I mean, obviously, it's, it's a fighting game, so there's not really much of the gameplay variation but there's a lot but there's lots of uh like modifiers on stages to make things different for you character creation pretty awesome little lacking in items currently but there's enough stuff there that you can do a pretty you, i mean you've you've seen on the internet what people have made i'm it's like the amount of people have like made pepsi man and all these other weird creations that you wouldn't expect to see. <laughs> I had to laugh that someone put out a video um, with their character creation and the highlight of it was 2B and then an hour later, hang there on, was... what do you mean they just announced 2B as a playable yeah, they character? They announced that 2B was coming to the game. But yeah, um, it, it, in, like, in a year where fighting games have had a bit of issue, like, even Street Fighter 5 had its issues, didn't it? It's being called a bit bland. It's having some controversy at the moment with its advertising as well. Yeah, that as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the game had everything. It had a solid story mode, solid arcade mode. Character creation is fantastic. There's a huge wrath of characters, which means multiple styles. Um, again, music, awesome. Feels great, plays great. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's basically like a reboot, I believe, or like a re-something or another. So we get to see a lot of old. So a lot of the old characters that kind of got shoved aside in five are kind of back now. So you got your Talim, your Taki, your Mitsuruki, your Yoshimitsu. It it's a it's just a really again, it's my it's a perfect fighting game for me because I just love all the mechanics of it. It's it's great. I can't state that enough. <laughs> The one character I kind of missed from the last one I played, Darth Vader. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure someone has created him. I mean, just like how I've, I'm sure someone's created Link. Yeah. I've, I've seen True. a Darth Vader. I've seen a Link. I've seen... Yeah, I'm sure people have created all the guest characters that were in previous entries to be in 6. So. True. But I, I just love the fact that they would let, even let you do force chokes as Darth Vader. Yeah. And then you had to fight Yoda, which was annoying as hell because he, he was, was too tiny. short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the odd job of the uh, Soul Calibur games. <laughs> Pretty much. The, the, the Jedis in 4 were busted. There is no other word for it. They were busted. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, and yeah, and I think the multiplayer online actually works really well. Very little like lag or anything. So good code because if any game you really want like frame perfect accuracy, it's a fighting game. 
so yeah, that's my number one for this year. Didn't expect it to be your number one. I knew it was on your list, but... Uh... So, I my don't... number one is another PS4 exclusive. <laughs> no, this is why I'm now... I think I might know what it is, but I may or be, I may be entirely wrong, but it's why I didn't want to say a game in my uh, honourable mentions. <laughs> and, to be honest, I... Yeah, I kind of expected to be not as happy with this one as the previous entries in this series and got blown away by genuinely how good it was, genuinely how engrossed with the story I was, which is something that I normally don't I normally don't really care about stories and games. This one really made me feel for it and uh yeah, that is God of War. Yeah. Or God of War is. 4 as it probably should have been called because it is a direct sequel to God of War 3. But it's not a direct sequel. It's like no, it is a direct. It is a direct sequel. There's a few centuries between. It is still a direct sequel. <laughs> unless, but, unless, unless they have some side game like they did with the uh, what was it, the uh, Ghost of Sparta and uh, uh, Ghost of uh, what, what was it, the other side mean, yeah. game that was on the PSP that came out on Play, PlayStation Three down the line. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, it's like well, if they have like a, a, those kind of like side games to yeah. fill in the gaps it's, it's, between like it's a, it's three and this game, latest entry. Yeah, I actually imagined that they might go back and do some of the time with Kratos and his wife and how they met and hunted together and stuff. But for God of War, um, a lot of the fears I had stuff like Atreus being annoying. He was, but when he was annoying, he was purposely being annoying for story reasons, and the emotional journey that it went on you was very well done. Kratos is really well reimagined and has um, just... He's pitched perfectly, um, as well as having a magnificent beard, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. No. He, de- um, he definitely gives us beard, uh, beard wearers uh, <laughs> something to be proud with. <laughs> Um, there were other bit. There's, there's a, there was a lot of surprises in the game. Uh, that uh, there was one big surprise which I'm not going to mention here because it's a massive spoiler. Which unfortunately I did get sport for me, and it still did not impede the impact of the scene when it was uh, revealed. That happens. Yeah. yeah. Is it like the, is it like during the credit time or is it? No, it's. Um, oh. Is it like midway? Second... I'm guessing. It's when you get the second weapon for Kratos. Oh, oh wow. okay. Yeah. And I, I think that's enough for me to say that. Uh, to be fair, they well, if you look at the menu screen, you'll tell there's going to be a second weapon. So that's not uh. that much of a spoiler. <laughs> but what that second weapon is, I leave you. You'll find out basically. Play it um, for yourself, essentially. Yeah, because and yeah, honestly, go, go out and buy it. <laughs> this is um, Persona Five last year. I could only really recommend it to hardcore, well, to RPG fans really. God of War, I honestly suggest unless you hate violence in video games which I do know some people this really should be a game you try it is so well done I would advise not playing it on hard difficulty because the balance on the hard difficulty is a bit weird it starts off far too difficult gets okay in the middle and ends really difficultly Um, I think the balance is a lot better on normal from what I've heard from other people I just went in straight hard mode because I'm stupid um, but honestly, there is no other game this year where I've honestly just felt wowed so much by a game. Um, I went into it expecting 
yeah, it'll be a nice time, and I came out of it going, I never want to forget this game because it is just so well done. Um, which is great because I went in with it within the mind of I preferred the old God of Wars. Uh, I didn't think I'd enjoy the new style, but I did. So, kudos to um, Santa Monica Studios. Uh, they did an absolutely brilliant job. Uh, so that is my number one, God of War. Yeah, say so writing writing for child characters is always a pain because they're ninety percent of the time they're annoying or they're a burden. It's like they're a thing you have to look after. Atreus, you don't have to like. There's the occasional combat thing where it's like he's in trouble, then you just smack an enemy and he's fine. But most of the time, he's a he's an asset to you. Yeah, yeah. I was but, gonna say, well, I think uh, in the last couple of uh, or few years of games where we had Bioshock Infinite and um, uh, The Last of Us, I think uh, Santa Monica probably took a look at those games and thought, okay, we need to know how to balance uh, this side. You know this extra character that we're going to have in this game being out of Atreus yeah. and uh... I think um, you're right Bioshock Infinite was probably a very focal point for them but one thing I really like with Atreus is the the thing with Kratos is Kratos although he has some character development through the game bear in mind Kratos as I said this is a direct sequel so everything that's happened in the God of War games has happened and he's not forgotten it um, he's still a very angry man. This is true, but he has learned to control it a lot. Yeah, he's a, he's it's a it's a calm storm with yes. uh, with Kratos this time around. So, but the the thing with Kratos is he's already all that. Yes, he gets a few bonuses to his armor and stuff to help him uh, cope with the new new world, but all the most of the character development happens through Atreus, and it's a really interesting thing that happens because as you go through it because you're playing as Kratos you kind of just get that you understand why uh, why Atreus is doing the things he does and at some point you sympathise with him and then there's some points where you just go oh my god you're such a stupid child and it, you genuinely feel it as Kratos rather than just the, it's an annoying player, child yeah. character yeah, you, you feel it as I understand why you're going through this cycle. Please just get through it quickly so we can get onto the better parts of your cycle where you've actually grown up a bit. Um, but yeah, it's an amazing game. I really don't want to spoil stuff. One of the other things, I will compare it slightly with Spider-Man, where I said Spider-Man had too many side missions. One of the really nice things with God of War is all the side missions aren't just, hey, go and beat up criminals. Hey, go and eliminate enemies they're their own story arcs um, you'll meet a few different characters through the game and those side missions are basically you discovering more about those side characters or doing something for those side characters which have a whole nother story behind them I honestly cannot think of a moment in this game other than the final optional boss which is fine uh, where I was not enjoying myself it is an amazing game. Honestly, just go and try it if you haven't. Um, don't necessarily have to play it the whole way through, but I would genuinely advise you try it. And that is our list for the year. We only had a couple of cross crossovers, I think. Smash Bros. The yeah, I think it was one. just the one crossover with ourselves. Yeah. 
as I said, there's lots of games I would have liked to have tried this year as well. As I said Valkyria Chronicles was one of them. I'm guessing uh, Shadow Fox, you would quite like to try God of War. Yeah, I'd say I just I say I watched a playthrough of it, and like I say, most of those games I listed definitely be on my list. Uh, God of War would definitely be probably my number one of the year mm. if I played it. Yeah, and there's a few other games that have come out that I've just not had the time to play. Um, it's the same for myself. There was a couple of games that slipped through the cracks that I couldn't have played for this year. Yeah, and, and I bought, and I bought them, and they're digital games, so they're just gathering dust on my hard drives on what they're on, so I just need to knuckle down and get to playing them whenever I have the chance. Well, I think we could all agree that it's getting busier and busier. Uh, more and more games are being released, and certainly this, uh, let's say, autumn-winter period has been manic with releases. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, but here's the 2019 and seeing what comes up. There's already at least two games I'm looking forward to at the moment, which I can guarantee you are going to be in my top five, pretty much. Uh, same here, I think, as well. So. They're- there are definitely some in there for me. Uh, do we want to go off and list a few? Well, for me, I'm really looking forward to that medieval remake. I'm hoping that they do that justice. Um, and Kingdom Hearts, which is about a month's time away, so not got long to wait for that one. Yeah, and the uh, and on the same month for myself, it's got to be Resident Evil Two Remaster or Remake yeah, or whatever they want to call remake. it. Uh, I'm just gonna call it Resident Evil Two. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it is Resident Evil 2. Yes, <laughs> Re-Re-Two. Just call it R-E-2. Remake 2. <laughs> Re-Remake. <laughs> uh, I, I say next year, we got, I've also got uh, There's Devil May Cry 5 coming out, which... Oh, yeah. I, I suddenly got into the Devil May Cry series, which, because mainly because of the super best friends R.I.P. Um, what else we got? We got uh, but there's also Psychonauts 2. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot that. Be interested to look at that. Um, I'll be interested about Anthem. Anthem's going to be an interesting one, maybe for the wrong reasons. <laughs> That's going to be because it's, it's basically a death. It's, it's going to be like a Destiny killer, which well, it's either going to be a Destiny killer or a Destiny clone. Yeah, uh, with more microtransactions. Because I was going to say, let's well, just c- hope that EA and Bioware know what they're doing with it then and uh, not... I, I, I trust Bi- I trust Bioware to know what they're doing. I don't trust EA. <laughs> of course, we can't... We can, not, we can never trust EA with anything. That's one game I forgot about that I have played this year. Probably still wouldn't have made my top five. Uh, Two Point Hospital. Oh, yeah. I did play that. I bought it. Um, I had quite a lot of fun with it, but I just suddenly stopped. I think it came out around the same time as uh, Strange Brigade, which did not help its case. No, yeah, you're. Uh, it was a little bit busy. Uh, what else? There's also well, next year we also get two new kart races. Yeah. In both Team Sonic Racing and Crash Team Racing. Well, so one new one and one remaster. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, to, well. To be fair, the Crash one is like it looks to be different enough because it looks like you can choose your kart you're in. So at least, so that's more than. Yeah, the, the, they've said they're adding new tracks. Um, I will say I'm slightly concerned that it's not being done by Vicarious Visions, um, which is interesting. Uh, I'm holding out on that one. I will look forward to it. 
Um, Sonic Team Racing, I tried that at EGX, and let's just say I wasn't impressed, so... <laughs> so I haven't touched it yet, or seen it yet, so no comment from me. Yeah, I I want to give it a fair chance when it comes out. They've I, delayed it for a reason. I was going to say, I'm giving you know Sumo Digital the, the benefit of the doubt, and hopefully they can pull pull themselves together because they've been stretching themselves thin recently with yeah. other projects and uh, i hope with the extra well, time that they have with well. this game you know they'll 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 give us another knockout i think yeah because the the last two sonic racing games have been fantastic so it'd be a shame if they dropped the ball on this one yeah yeah i think the only other things i have are pretty much like the little indie the, the indie things I've already bought and I hope are good, which are Indivisible from the Skullgirls team. Oh yeah, I've got mm-hmm. that coming. Yep. Uh, Lost Ember, which seems to be a kind of um, exploration thing. Vulpine, be a fox with a sword. I mean, I'm all down for that. I'm looking forward to that one they showed off at the Microsoft Tunic. conference. Tunic. Tunic, yeah, Tunic. I, I played did that we try that RTX? Yeah. That was good. Mm. Also, Bloodstained, Ritual of the Night, the not Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to try that one, actually. Yeah. I'm, I've backed that one as well, so... I haven't backed that one. But yeah, so those are games I've got pre-ordered, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, thank you for joining us, everyone. We hope you've had a lovely 2018, and uh, we'll probably see you again next year, to be honest, because... Hopefully we'll have played some games by next year. My plan is to play more than five new games next year. <laughs> How about yourself, Turbo? Uh, I, don't worry about me. I'll be able to you know, <laughs> be playing my <laughs> games no matter what I'm doing. So don't worry. I'll be here next <laughs> year with five more for you guys to look forward to play yourselves. It's kind of like just limiting this to only the five we play, though, because otherwise there are definitely games in these lists that would never make anyone's top five otherwise. Hey, it's it's something for them to try if they've never heard of it. Certainly, Dead Cells, the, the, the one game that I would have put on my list if it was released this year was something called Slay the Spire. Um, oh, yeah. I've had great fun with that, uh, but it's not finished yet, so still a chance for it to come on next year. But yes... Thank you for joining us uh, from myself, from Turbo, and from Shadow Fox. We wish you Happy New Year if it's not already started. Um, and otherwise, keep gaming. Goodbye. Bye bye. See ya.